What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about the greatest Christmas gift that you can get someone this holiday season, and that is Saturday Neon. And if you haven't heard about Saturday Neon, they are awesome neon signs that you can get started by Rams. Uh, or st- I'm sorry, started by Buffs alums. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting Ryan there. Started by Buffs alums, but you can get it for CU, CSU. They are sponsored with those schools, so you can get those. And also, if you're not one of Buffs or a Rams fan, that's where I got the Rams from. They have many schools that are Power 5 conferences, and they're adding schools as quickly as possible. And guys, there's nothing like this on the market compared to these glass neon signs and it's such a cool thing and i guarantee you you can find space in your house for one of these guys and on top of that if you use the code dnvr you'll get 10 percent off your purchase that's dnvr for 10 percent off your purchase over it's saturday neon get it for the buffs rams in your life the, the rams fans in your life and use that code dnvr all right guys let's hop into the show We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for <laughs> Drink more coffee, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to help you here because I'm thinking, is there anything it stands for ACC? Because there's a nice. big Nice. That's term, exactly what I was trying to think yeah, of. Actually. Yeah, Atlantic Coast Conference. About there's that a game big tonight. ACC game tonight that the Broncos are taking particular interest in because you have Two potential round one quarterbacks on display. Kenny Pickett of Pitt, Sam Howell of North Carolina. And I absolutely love it that that in just a matter of, what, six days, George Payton's going and seeing four potential top picks in the draft at the quarterback position. I love it, guys. 
Yeah. Do, do you get to choose, like, if you're an NFL GM, where you sit here? Because, like, I would want to be on the sidelines. Like, is that available to me? The pregame sideline passes are available. Like, okay. you, you may have seen the picture on the Broncos' social media feed from Oxford, Mississippi last Saturday of George Payton watching intently the warm-ups. And that's usually kind of a, a, key, a key thing. The scouts, GMs, like to be at field level for warm-ups. Then they have to go up to their press box seat to watch the game. See, yeah. okay. I'm You'd like try- to be there the whole game. I'm trying to grease some whoever I need to grease <laughs> to uh, make sure I can stay on the sideline the whole game. I feel like it's an NFL GM, you should be able to. When you're in a box, it's really not that much different than just watching the game on TV or wa- not really. Actually, it's better than watching the game on TV. It's no different than watching the All 22 film later, in my opinion. But it's not just that. Like for example, when you're in the box, if you're watching a specific prospect. You're not just watching him on the field. You're watching him on the sideline. Totally, you're watching totally. him, how he interacts with coaches. But how I he need to be on teammates. the sidelines to really know the answers. Because you can't hear yeah. that, but at least <laughs> you, can, hear... you can see and kind of get – you can certainly get an impression of, of what's going on. If you're – like, I mean, look, if I, if I decide to take a Bronco game and just focus on one player and then watch him on the sideline and – I've, sometimes I've watched Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke on the sideline, though not the detriment of, of watching the game. You can pick up some things. Yeah, about you can body also- language, the way they interact with people. I mean, it's been interesting for this year, frankly, to see Drew Locke and how he's handled being the backup. He, and I honestly think even more beneficial than that being there in person is you get to talk to people that you wouldn't be able to talk to on the phone. Maybe even some people that are even more removed from the football operations and just see how they are as a person, how they interact with people, what type of leader they truly are. Yeah, that's I your mean, scout's job, though, and usually the scouts have been there. Like, Well, I think, like the I think that's scout, important for the, George Payton as well. Yeah, and you got to trust your scouts' info because the scouts are the ones that have the contacts. Like if you're a regional scout, you've got contacts who are trainers and – who are people around the program, that kind of thing. And so George could do a little bit of that, but you're going to lean heavily on the intel that you've, that has already been gathered by your scouts. So you just got to, you got to hope that your Atlantic regional scout that uh, is focused on Carolina and your Northeast regional scout that's focused on Pitt has good intel for you. I think when it comes to quarterback though, (laughs) George has to be there for that. I think there's just certain things though, when you're on the sideline, you can hear the way it sounds when the ball hits Mm. the pads or hits their hands. Um, You can really just like feel how much it pops off of their, off of their arm when they throw it. Um, But these scouts, you know, just to tell a little scouting story here, they dig deep. Uh, When I was just a student covering Colorado basketball, I won't say what team they're for, but a scout was scouting Andre Robertson. And he was asking me, like, oh, so you're a student here? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any classes with him? I was like, yeah. He's like, does he show up? I was like, yeah. He's like asking me all that. Then he gave me um, his car or he he asked for my email address. I was like, do you mind if I just, you know, email you some questions and stuff just throughout the year uh, about him? And he was like, when our team comes to Denver, I'll hook you up with some tickets. Wow. Did, was, did yep. that happen? Yep. Yep. Wow. How about that? Yep. That's pretty cool. And uh, honestly, Andre was like a really great dude. So I had like, right. Right. it would it would have been weird if I had to like throw <laughs> some guy under the bus, you right. know, for the free tickets. But I literally just kept being like, yeah, man, he's awesome. And he's like, does he go to parties? I'm like, don't, don't we all <laughs> but he's like oh, is he ever out of hand at parties no you know right, like, right um but he was yeah he was pretty cool yeah that, that that's awesome that's pretty cool and uh did it work out for him with that team 
<laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Ryan helped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those scouts, they dig deep. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Broncos, Eagles, Sunday. Um, I, I, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you looking forward to this game? Uh, a 10 being the most. 10 being like, I go to sleep every night thinking about Broncos, Eagles. Uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a 6. Okay. And uh, that's that's pretty high, you know, yep. a little little above average. I would put myself at probably an 8. This is the number one sporting event of the weekend that I'm looking forward to. Like, you know, you've got Nuggets games, Avs games, Buffs games. Well, I agree with that. When I look at everything on on tap, I'm like, wow, Broncos Eagles Sunday. I can't wait to see if the Broncos have it in them. It's the most high leverage of those games that you're, that you're talking yep. about, of course. I mean, early look, no offense to the Nuggets and Avs, but Early season Nuggets, Avs, and an 82-game schedule compared to game 10 of a 17-round fight where the team is fighting for the playoffs. But, I mean, I look forward to Even the meaningless games, I look forward to on at least like a 7.5 level. Really? Oh. Well, see, I was game, trying to put game, it in perspective. Yeah. Meaningless games are a 1. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I would a, say like a 1 is yeah. like, oh, God. Broncos, like I gotta, deal, I gotta deal with this Broncos game this weekend. Game, game like, day is like why we do this, though. Oh no, and I That's totally agree. But I would, I will say, like, I guess for in my scale, like I said, I'm, I'm comparing it to the other games of the weekend. I love being at a position where the Broncos game is the most exciting game of the weekend to me. Like, that's the one where the most can be learned. Um, and it's the one where I think the fans are going to be there. They're going to be jazzed. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, for the second time this season, I'll be in the stands. Um, and I'm excited for that. Um, so maybe that plays a role too. But I just think like it's been a while for me since game 10 of the season ranked number one on the weekend of games to, games to pay attention to. That would Very fair. Yeah. For, for me, What what's a 10 is that Kansas City Chiefs game in week 18 if there's playoff implications there. So that's a 10. A 9 right now is that Chargers game right after the bye. Oh, so that, that's yeah. just why it's a couple notches below. I'd flip those. And I think especially if they win this game, I think Chargers game is going to be a 10. And then what happens in that game, I think, determines if the Chiefs game is a 10. Well, I, I said, yeah, I said yeah. if, if the Chiefs yeah. game has playoff implications. Yeah. I think I think I don't give out tens. So ten is like the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in playoff games would be a ten for me, and that's why. Although I did say ten is just you're thinking about it every night before you go to bed. Yeah. I mean, that's probably where you where where you'll be if there's playoff implications. Is there a Bronco playoff game that wasn't a ten in terms of anticipation? You know what's funny is the Tebow Steelers game. A lot of people were not at a ten for that game. In fact, I had tickets that I couldn't go to the game. I had to sell them. I had to sell them below face value. That's yeah. nuts. That's nuts. How, how about uh, maybe the Jags game in 96? Could that have not been a 10 going into it? Oh, it, it was because people, they were the number one seed. People, the anticipation was off the charts of the fan base. There wasn't like a, yeah. let's get this out of the way and move on right. to the next round type That's of thing. That's what I thought it would have been like because weren't they mm. significant favorites? They were significant favorites, but it, remember, it was the first Bronco home playoff game in five, in five years. So it had been a while before. And also just, okay, here like here's the moment. John El- This is the year John Elway finally breaks through. The, but, of course, it was, it was a 10 for the Broncos. But in terms of the opponent, people did think, okay, the Broncos are going to take care of business, not realizing 
just how hot the Jaguars had gotten down the stretch. I mean, you, they weren't an expansion team at that point. They were a team that I think had won like six of seven coming into that game. They, they were, were they were legitimately good, and they they proved that in the years that followed by remaining a contender. There were really weird vibes around the Colts game, John Fox's mm-hmm. last game. Yeah, um, they came up. That came up game day, point. like like up until I think up until game day, like. Throughout the week, I think there was a lot of anticipation for it. It was, hey, Peyton going against his old team, divisional round. But, but when everything, but the moment stuff started breaking that morning, at that point, the anticipation just went. But I, you know, I, I speak for myself here as I was just, a, you know, watching as a fan at that time. And like, I didn't even do anything for the game. I literally watched the game alone on my ex-girlfriend's couch while she was at work. Like, I, like my friends weren't even like, oh, Broncos playoffs, like, let's go out to the bar. Like, it was, uh, for some reason, it was like, uh, I think it was kind of like a wait and see game. People are like, okay, like, are they ever going to finally get over this hump, you know? Right. Um, well, the problem is they were going to play the Patriots next week no matter what because the Patriots had won the day before, and it was sort of, and, and that was the other thing that was hanging over is like, oh, you win, but that means you get the right to fly to Foxborough and get your tail kicked in by the Pats, who had been who had been beating up the Broncos by and large every time they went to Foxborough at that point. Man, I'm not. We're talking about the Colts game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was way overlooking that game. Way overlooking it. I just yeah, I don't even just I don't, I wasn't excited. I think I was a little hungover. Just like <laughs> the team sat there hard. watching the team just like the team played like they were absolute hungover. egg. Yeah, they did. They All right, did. except except for a few guys. Hat tip to C.J. Anderson who battled his ass off in that game, but a lot of guys didn't bring it that day. All right, well, are they gonna bring it on <laughs> Sunday? That's what we gotta predict now. Let's put down our official predictions for this one, boys. Zach, we'll start with you. And, guys, before I give my prediction, in the comment section on the live pod right now, hit us with your prediction. I want to see how the vibes are uh, in Broncos country. Boy, guys, this game, I've said it all week. The Eagles are beatable, but they're going to make it tough. They're going to be competitive, and especially on the road, guys. They're a very good road football team. Uh, In fact, that's where all three of their wins have come on the road they beat the falcons in week one 32 to 6 they beat the carolina panthers 21 to 18 and they beat the detroit lions 44 to 6 they only have one loss on the road they're three and one on the road they lost to the raiders 33 to 22 that was their second to second most recent home game and guys the broncos are closer to the raiders than they are the lions uh and the panthers and the falcons the broncos are a better team than, than those three teams and that's why the broncos do get the win here but it's going to be close I'm going 24 to 21. This comes down to to the wire. It's not a game where the the Eagles score 14 late points uh, to make it seem like a game. The Broncos keep this one close, but get the dub, go into the bye on a three-game win streak. Mace? Broncos are going to win. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think, look, Jalen Hurts is going to make some plays with his legs that are going to probably create some new challenges for Baron Browning, Kenny Young working at the core of that that defense. You know, Dak Prescott, he had the calf injury, clearly limited, limited his mobility last week. Not the case for Jalen Hurts. Philadelphia's defense, though, last seven games has accounted for 27 points allowed a game. I mean, if not for that Detroit game where they only gave up six and Detroit just looked absolutely useless out there, then this is a defense the last seven games that'd be giving up 30-plus. Broncos, the Broncos' offense 
as long as they focus on what they do best, ought to be able to have another game like last week where they get around 30 points. I'm going to call Broncos 31. McManus isn't going to miss his PAT this time. Eagles 23. Wow. wow, back-to-back 30-point <clears throat> games. I'm glad I just... What, what will Broncos country do with itself? I don't know. With back-to-back 30-point games. Do you gonna... think we could plan a parade? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean, you got a weekend to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. If you've know, So, I'm very aware of what happens when who picks what. Uh, and uh, so, just bear with me here. Okay. First of all, I've been to three sporting events in this uh, calendar week. Um, actually week, in this, like in this seven day span, not a calendar week. Um, last night you brought the good vibes two nights ago. You brought the good vibes up in Boulder. Yep. And then Saturday also uh, a win in Boulder, but that's not what I'm go- where I'm going with this. Two of those three games have gone to overtime. Mm. Uh, and I feel like overtime is really in the air these days. Mm. I, in fact, late in that nuggets game, I was like, Oh, here we go. Overtime again. Um, didn't end up happening. Free sports, great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that this game goes to overtime. Oh, I love it. And I think it goes to overtime with a score tied 27-27. And 30-point game. For very specific reasons. I know what you did. I'm picking the Eagles to win on a field goal 30-27. Mm, can we talk about that reason you're nope. picking them? Okay, nope. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that on the back burner. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I have no idea what exactly. you're talking about. Thank that's, you, Allie, for a, shining a, the light of truth in it's here. It's exactly what, <laughs> what he's trying to do. And, and we appreciate that, Ryan. And uh, so you don't think the Broncos hit that 30-point mark. Guys, I, I'm just – tell me if I'm crazy, but I'm not buying in to Pat Shermer and the Broncos' offense yet. I don't think they're explosive, dominant offense just yet. 24 points, though. We'll say that the Broncos did the Broncos offense did their job. And on the flip side, if they hold the Eagles to twenty one, we'll say the Broncos defense did their job. Yep. And I think the reason why I have them scoring twenty seven this week is they think they're gonna run the ball. I think they're gonna be able to run the ball well against the Eagles. Um and man, it is crazy how much this offense changes when they pop an eight yard run on first down. It just completely alters the you know the entire drive or when their second and long run instead of being stuffed goes for 10 to 12 yards yeah yeah i mean that's like people i know everyone kind of you know gets frustrated with the second down run sometimes but they were working last sunday yep. and all of a sudden third instead of third and 15 you're looking at third and six by and the way you're able and teddy bridgewater third and six has a pretty good chance of being able to get that by the way um was talking to Spencer, uh, Big Drive Spence, who was in at the game in Dallas. He was field, like, "Those field left was he in the field level club?" He got to go to that before the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He was saying like, absolutely no teeth in the Dallas Cowboys fan base. Not a oh. single person yelling, screaming, upset. No one was chirping at them for cheering on the Broncos. Shocker, right. Well, and I just said like they the the Cowboys ruined their fan base by creating that at least their game day fan base by creating that stadium you price out all of the real diehard fans you bring in all of the moguls and people who are just there to say oh yeah i'm going to jerry world on a sunday it is a wine and cheese crowd it is and that really sucks yeah it's a super bowl crowd i think it's something that the broncos just you know if they ever build a new stadium just keep that in mind dallas is always the south stands alive even though the south stands aren't even quite the same south stands that they once were the thing is the cowboys have always had 
a significant kind of whining cheese element to their fan base going back to texas stadium i think a dallas thing it's well i mean dallas is it's you know dallas is big hair big suits big it's every everything is big and fan like and fancy in dallas i mean there's something to it hey i I mean i don't mind visiting i think that i think the vibe is kind of it's kind of fun but i don't know that it lends itself to the most passionate game day experience i think the cowboys when they go on the road tend to have a fan base that is a little more right because fans can actually afford the tickets when they go like when they go play in la then that's that's hardcore cowboy fans and those are the fans that pick the team up from all the years that they've done training camp over in ventura county and that it just feels different the other thing is by creating that stadium like you said they create a destination that everyone wants to get yeah. to. Yeah, we so talked ne- about that. Yeah, earlier inevitably, in the week. every other like every fan base says, "Oh, Jerry World's on the schedule. Right. I gotta go visit that place." So they don't have a home field advantage like a lot of like their like most of their rivals do in so, the in the NFC. I, it was just embarrassing to me that yeah. they didn't. Like, <laughs> that is weak. that is really also, you know. Cowboys- you know, by the way, what the Broncos should do. You mentioned they said, "Hey, what should they do? New stadium?" I think they should make sure that like. The, the set there are south stands that are kind of maybe even just bleachers yeah they'll never do that but i, I know they the won't idea. do that but you know what i'm getting put at, them on right? water too <laughs> yeah just but i'm saying like part of the stands that are just that are conducive to just people not being comfortable standing up the tickets are going to be a little bit cheaper and that but you, you go like to english soccer games for example and there's always like part of the stands that kind of drive the energy like yeah the, the, you need the, like a student section right yeah. ba- and that's basically and that's what, what your stands are exactly that's basically what your bleachers at one end of the stadium would be by the way sitting there again this week nice yeah we found our spot yeah it, you gotta <clears> sit there then yep all right i also want to say i feel like uh this is going to be so annoying because we're going to the game with my little brothers and ryan's going to be trying to do this jinx the whole time and he's going to be just like yeah guys i totally think the eagles are going to win and like hyping them up and then it's all for his like <laughs> jinx i completely get it though look at me with the braves i never would predict them to win even as they were going on their run. Yeah, I think well, you guys are so crazy. I just so crazy. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the valley here. I'm just following the trends. I'm just following the trends. <laughs> oh For me, God. it's just it's it's bad karma to assume. That you're gonna win. You don't have to assume. You can yeah. just hope yeah, for. Yeah, you can be hopeful for who on your you team. want. You can just be honest <laughs> with what you're predicting. Yeah, but I mean, to, to some to some degree, I feel like if I bet on my team, that's like a that's a, that's an assumption. Then if they lose, it's double loss. So I'm just bet against your team, and either oh, you're happy because oh, your team won, or you're happy because you won the bet. I've just kept close track of mm-hmm. what happens when who picks what. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's, if you're coming to the game, if you're yeah. at a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. On the level of your excitement for this game, you're absolutely going to want to come to the DNVR bar, catch the party bus over to the game, go to the tailgate, have a great time over there. Uh, We've got a nice little warm area if it ends up being chilly that day. We've also got uh, Breckenridge Distillery Whiskey if you need an internal blanket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we have the Breck Brews. Of course, we have the Sexy Pizza. Uh, All sorts of fun things to do. We've got all the games. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast, so make sure you get your tickets to the tailgate at dnvrlocker.com. Uh, and again, come on the bus if you need a ride. Uh, otherwise, you can just meet us there. Of course, all members also get $5 off. We'd love to see you there. I'm, I think this could be the tailgate of the year. I think it could. Mm, I love mm. it. Guys, you know what the greatest gift to give is? One that you benefit from, too. Mm. So why don't you gift Manscaped <laughs> to your significant <laughs> other? Okay. You you buying it? You're talking to the ladies. 
Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or the gentleman. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just gift that, and then it's a double whammy. You both win right there, and it's a win for you because obviously you're going to be all groomed, or you're going to be dealing with a groomed-up situation for the dagger, as Mace would call it. Or if That's it's, what the script calls it. Or, or if you're giving it to someone, you know that they're going to be safe. Please while using the lawnmower 4.0 for their dagger. And, of course, if you use the code DNVR over at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off plus free shipping on not just the lawnmower 4.0, which has that advanced skin-safe technology, which is waterproof, which has a very long battery life, which is what, which has wireless charging. You, can, you also get it on all of the products they have, including these awesome 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioners and, of course, their body wash, which just comes in fantastic packaging as well so make sure to check out everything they have to offer put together that perfect package for your significant for your significant others perfect package at manscaped.com and get 20 percent off by using that code dnvr20 also check or out dnvr dn yes yeah it's not dnvr well it's 20 percent off though right yep but it's, it's just DNV- dnvr it's dnvr for 20 percent off there yep. you go there yeah we need to have like a, a user's guide to all the dnvr discount codes some because some is DMVR, some is DMVR twenty. I, DMVR a lot of 15. times people will just DM me and they're like, "What's the code?" I'm yep. like, "I got you." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Of course, you can come on down to the tailgate and get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. We're going to have them. Basically, it's all you can drink. Not that we're encouraging binge drinking. Got to be careful with Eagles fans. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all you can. It, uh-oh, you're being put in the birdcage right yeah. now. I, I, that's not even debatable. All NFL fans drink a lot. That's true. That so is true. All, mm-hmm. the, all the Eagles hate is just too There's much. There's no hate. I literally love Eagles fans because He's they drink He's literally so much. pulling for the Eagles. Yeah, this yeah, do, yeah. Do we need to put an expansion franchise in Salt Lake City <laughs> to test the theory that all NFL fans, fan bases drink a lot? I mean, I, yes, I think Maybe it would still hold 5% up. Beers. I'm telling you, you know, I went to the Eagles game and we were ripping beer bongs and stuff like it was college all over. You know? <laughs> well, there are plenty of places in Utah where you can get Breckenridge brews and you can probably go on the Breck beer locator and find out. There's probably places in Utah where you can get some of that Christmas ale, which you can get plenty of around here in Denver. It's at pretty much every grocery store, every liquor store that you'll find right now. You can get the big kegs of Christmas ale, but uh, if wherever you go in the country, if you want to know where to get those Breckenridge brews, go to the Breck Beer Locator on their website. You're probably not too far from someplace that has some variety of those delicious Breckenridge brews. And if you're in the area of the Denver area, you have a let's say you have lunch at the DNVR bar. Maybe you want to go have dinner someplace else. I don't know why you would, but if you do, check out the farmhouse, which is at Breckenridge Brewery's facility down in Littleton, and get a great meal. And if you just want to have a takeout order from there, 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. for pickup, and you can use that code DNVR. It's another DNVR code, and get $5 off your meal, and they'll bring your to-go order out right out to your car for you. All right, guys, let's travel around the AFC West to get our predictions. And, guys, some tough news. The Broncos, mathematically, there's no way they can be in first place in the AFC West after this weekend. I crunched all the numbers, tried to come up with ties in there, and the Broncos just can't be in first place with tiebreakers and everything. But they can be out of the bottom of the AFC West. They can be real darn close And so let's see just how close they are. And before we get to our picks, let's take a look at the scoreboard, guys. 
And Mace still in the lead here. I reached last week and it, it almost it paid did. off for me. It you almost. Yeah, I thought I could get two out of three. Yep. And I really should have. Thanks a lot, Eagles. Uh, I'm still, I'm and still thanks mad. Thanks a lot, Packers. I'm still mad about the Raiders going into New York and just laying an egg. Oh, I'm happy about that. Yeah, well, you guessed it. Yep. I was rooting for my pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Mace is in the lead. Ryan, thank you for reaching. I hope you do it again today so I can I have continue no to build that lead. We're already in the stretch point. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We got to reach. All right, let's dive into our first game, guys. We've got the Vikings going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Guys, Chargers reel in a bit. One and two in their past three games after their very hot start, but... It's not like Minnesota is this super team that's going to stop them. As we talked about yesterday, Kirk Cousins playing his mind, playing out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Yet the Vikings, three and five. Who do you have? Vikings. <laughs> now, is there any logic to that, or is it just picking against the Chargers? No. Well, first of all, yes, I always pick against the Chargers, and it's worked almost half the time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, honestly, I just, I actually believe this one. We talk um, about the, chargering it, though, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. Chargers are going to charger it. And honestly, the Vikings are just a sneaky team. There's two ways this game goes, in my opinion. The Vikings win or they get blown out. But they're just one of those teams. If they okay. show up, they're actually good. Um, now, obviously, they're dealing with the Dalvin Cook situation, which um, – is you know something to keep an eye on but he's, he's playing right? still practicing yeah. so yeah um but even then just the distraction of it um is something to keep in you know just to keep in mind but i just think that uh i think that the vikings sometimes go in there and they just game plan you uh and when their game plan works they're really tough to stop yeah and i think it's a great point now ryan you're mr overtime this week do you want to predict an overtime game because the vikings have been in three overtime games so far this year and well, they're one and two, so maybe you don't want to predict an overtime game. Well, you know, water finds its level. <laughs> overtime, they get to two and two. I, I love it. I love it. Mace, who do you have in this game? Well, we talk about chargering it, but if we look at close games this year, if the Chargers are actually four and two in one-score games and the Vikings are two and five. Mm. These are teams that, though, when you think of them, you think of teams that find ways to lose games they shouldn't lose. Yeah. Something has to give, right? Yeah. The Viking, but the Vikings. I mean, I, I can't get the early, like the first two losses they had to Cincinnati and Arizona, out of my mind. They've done they've done very little to kind of overturn that. They found a way to lose to the Cowboys with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Wait, but I can't, Arizona I, was a good loss, right? Not, I mean, Arizona's only had missed one field loss. missed field goal at the end. Yeah, again, they should have won. But, but should have Show it that it was right. a, it was a good. They're competitive, but they they find that. way. The Minnesota finds ways to lose. They find ways to lose late. I think their ability to find ways to lose trumps the ability of the Chargers to find a way to, to fritter away a winnable game. I'm going to go with the Chargers. It wouldn't surprise me if this game ended in a tie. Oh, man. I mean, with, with, the, with the Viking. Yeah, you want to pick it? Boldest move? I'm not picking the tie. I'm picking the Chargers. Uh, I mean, the ties are just too rare to pick. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. the Vikings have had a few ties over the years. And they've been close to a few this <laughs> this this week or this year. Uh, and, guys, it really feels like it's the Los Angeles Vikings and the Minnesota Chargers. They just feel like such similar teams. Like, they have some talent at spots. And uh, now the, the Chargers, they're putting it together enough where 
they're atop the division right now, but or they're close to atop the division. But it, it just feels like they should be better than what they are. And of course, the Vikings should, with the quarterback play they're getting, should be way better than three and five. And uh, Ryan, kind of like you, you're always going to pick against the Chargers just to spite you. I'm always going to pick the Chargers. So, like, uh, Charger, <laughs> Chargers are going to win this game. Uh, and this the- will, uh, considering the fact that they will probably be over 500 this year, this will end up benefiting you more than I. <laughs> hopefully, mm. hopefully. And then, guys, the last game in the AFC West is the Chiefs going in to Las Vegas to play the Raiders on Sunday night football. And what's interesting about all of the games in the AFC West, guys, they're all two-and-a-half-point spreads over a DraftKings Sportsbook. Broncos favored by two-and-a-half, Chargers favored by two-and-a-half, and Chiefs, the only road team that's favored in the AFC West, favored by two-and-a-half going into Las Vegas. How do you like this unfolding? God, this game, I don't I, I don't like either team, Like not just because they're yeah. the Chiefs and yeah. the Raiders, just yeah. I don't like their teams. Yep. Um let me hear what you guys have to say first. Go ahead, Zach. I'm well, looking something up. Well, the Raiders, we talked about it earlier this week. You're cheering for the Raiders to win this game. I know the Raiders are first in the AFC West now, and that would just extend their lead on the Broncos a little bit. But who are you more concerned of at the end of this season, the Raiders or the Chiefs? I think we all agree that it's the Chiefs. So you want the Raiders to win but, man, neither team is trending in the right direction right Raiders now. Raiders are such a mess. And uh, Derek Carr, I still really like him and who he is as a quarterback, but mm, I got to go Patrick Mahomes. I, I just have to give that edge to Patrick Mahomes. Does Derek Carr maybe have a cold weather thing? I know they're playing a dome. Oh, that would make a lot of it, sense. It, like, they all, he always tails off second half of the season, yeah, except that, for that one year. Would make a lot of sense. Um, I wonder if that is a thing. Um, so, yep, I'm going I'm going Chiefs. I don't want it. As crazy as it is, we'll be pulling for the Raiders when we're doing our post-game pod sitting up here after the Broncos game, but I think the Chiefs get it. You know what? Um, I guess the thing I want to look up really quick is uh, what is the Raiders' record in the last two seasons without Henry Ruggs? 0-4. Okay. Wow. Thirteen and seven in, other, in the, all so the other. So they'll games. never win a game again. Wow. Yeah, they'll Broncos find a way at some that. point, but they do miss the vertical threat that he provides. Yeah, so, I mean, he. I thought right. he completely had unlocked a new version of Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, and for once, it seemed like they made the right pick in going for just the speedster. Um, and yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's crazy is. Henry Ruggs didn't have a record of, you know, doing like uh, doing bad things. No. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they messed up in that category really Like they either. did with uh, Damon Arnett. Right, exactly. And it's just one of those – this is like a classic Raiders gonna Raider type right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they just uh, – this type of stuff, they get themselves into it. I cannot pick the Raiders. They are too dysfunctional and they they have so many things going against them. The, the only thing that the Chiefs have going against them is just that they're not playing great football. Right. I can get past that faster than I can get past just whatever the hell the Raiders are doing. I haven't decided what's going to happen first. You picking the Raiders to win a game or are you picking the Chargers to win a game? Something tells me, though, that you're going to just keep the grudge on the Chargers no matter who they play. So I think you end up picking the Raiders first. I, I mean, the Chargers have to play like the Lions or something at some point. <laughs> I, I don't know who they're going to play. Someone of that quality that I can pick against them. <laughs> Mace, or that I could pick for Are them. You going with the zero and four? I'm route. Go, I'm going with the Chiefs on that stat. I'm. All, it's I funny. Like I, this. I'm looking. I'm always looking for a stat that says, okay, I, I. There's something that I feel, but I'm not sure. As as 
Pat Bolin once said, I, I feel bad about how things are going, and I know there's a, there's a stat to explain why I feel bad. Mm. And I, I feel like the Raiders are teetering, and it's like, okay, I, what's the stat that shows me that they're, that they're, they're in trouble? It's 0-4 without Henry Ruggs. So give me, yep. give me the Chiefs in this game. By the way, looking at the Chargers schedule, looking for when you might pick them, it's their next few games, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, at Denver, at Cincinnati. Might not be until they get the New York Giants there at home on December the 12th. I don't know if Ryan, I don't even know if Ryan's picking them Is against the Giants. But I think he's going to be able to convince <laughs> two himself. Two weeks after that, the Chargers play at Houston. Okay, there we go. That's yeah. Ryan's first pick. That's going to be even a s- then he'll be saying Philip Lindsay's getting hot. No, no, <laughs> that's going to be a snooze fest. And if you want to have a snooze fest every night uh, in your room, uh, you got to hit up our friends over at Snooze impressive. Sleep. Uh, they've got the four in one snooze flip mattress. I sleep on this every single night, and I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it is the best mattress I've ever slept on. It's comfortable. It's soft. It basically just like wrap. It just like hugs you when you lay into bed, and it's just like everything's gonna be okay. Um, and you know that's just a great thing to have uh, in, in your mattress. Broncos fans need that after you're picking the Eagles to win. Yeah, they, they need, might. They need a uh, nice, comfortable they, snooze. Unless they use it up top. <laughs> Do some research on who I've picked the last the mind two weeks. Games. Um, but yeah, it's a four-in-one mattress, meaning you can go soft, you can go firm, you can go warm, you can go cool. Uh, and it's just awesome. It's a great, great mattress. Uh, so if you're looking to get a great night's sleep, you got to hit up our friends at Snooze Sleep and get that Snooze Flip mattress. Uh, and if you use the code DNVR, you can save $500 off of a queen mattress and $1,000 off a dual split king with an adjustable base. Head to SnoozeSleep.com and grab your Snooze Flip mattress today. That is SnoozeSleep.com. Guys, if you really like our picks, let's say you want to roll with with Mason I's picks since we had the same picks this week, or you want to roll with, roll with Ryan's picks, you parlay, parlay them over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You get plus 600 by picking against the spread with those. And that's just, of course, a little bit of the action that you can get on over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Tonight, I'm for sure getting in on the Ravens to beat the doors off the Miami Dolphins. I love that it's a road game for the Ravens, so you get a couple of points back because it's a road game. I think that the Ravens are going to crush the Dolphins. Seven and a half right now. It's been swinging between seven, seven and a half. Give me that. Easy. And if you bet on this game and you're a new time, you, you, new time user, you bet $1, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores. That's all you have to do. Bet $1 to win $100 in free bets, which you can use tomorrow night, which there's actually some good football games tomorrow. Saturday, there's obviously good college games. And then Sunday, you can bet on this parlay if you want with that free money. So get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. One thing, one quick shout out to DraftKings. You know, yesterday we obviously know Jokic. We all knew Bones Highland was going to play a little bit more. You know, everyone in Denver pounding the table for Bones Highland props. They didn't have to do it. But as the game approached, uh, DraftKings got some Bones Highland props up there. I accidentally bet heavy twice. I only meant to bet heavy once. <laughs> and then it hit, and hey! I won both bets. So. Man, that was uh, that worked out. Yeah, it did work out. What Sometimes was, the betting gods are in your favor. What was the bet, do you remember? Over seven and a half points. Oh. For Bones. For Bones. Yeah. He was there in the third quarter. Yep, he was. Well, he had two threes. I think he hit his first two threes. Yeah. 
I also had Will Barton over two and a half threes, and he hit his first two threes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. A great night. And great so night. you'd be roll- you're rolling into this weekend. Oh yeah, with plenty of funds to deal with. And you, of course, have we all have the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use that code DNVR when you sign up to get in on this deal. And of course, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You can even bet on rugby over the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. Although I don't think you can bet on the American. American Raptors right now. There are other rugby matches out there, but the American Raptors are on the ground in Montevideo, Uruguay for a two-week tour that will start with matches in a scrimmage. And be sure you're following DNVR Rugby for all the details because we've got someone on the ground down there in South America, Mr. Colton Strickler. And so check all that out. Of course, the American Raptors, they're comprised of crossover athletes. They end their first season at 5-5. Five and five. These are guys who played other sports, and now they're trying their hand at rugby. They come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field. They possess the necessary skills and athleticism to excel at the game of rugby. And you can, when the American Raptors come back to Glendale, you can hit up a game for free. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the games, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of those games from their website. And, of course, Colton Strickler has it covered for you. He's down in Uruguay right now. He'll be back in Denver for the American Raptors home matches when they come up here in the next few months. He's got that weekly DNVR Rugby podcast, so hit that subscribe button. And, hey, if you want to try to join the American Raptors, check it out. You can check out the opportunities over at Infinity Park. Rugby may be your next ride in sports. So check all that out at DNVR Rugby. Love it. All right, let's move on to the questions from the listeners here uh, as we wrap up the, the week on the show. Where do we start, Zach? First one coming in from Vensi says, hey, guys, during the warm-ups before the Ravens game, there was a Baltimore player in the south end zone who started passing the ball back and forth multiple times with the fans. Do you know who that player was? And as always, keep up the awesome job. I wasn't looking down there. I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry, I, don't, so. I don't either. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Could it that. have been Derek Wolf? Was he at he, the game? He, since he was injured. Play? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure he was even there. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe a little more description may be able to help. But Vaughn used to do that. Yeah, yeah, mm. he did. Uh, does Vaughn is Vaughn playing this weekend? I would guess so. That's a Monday night game too, so Broncos fans mm. can still see that game prime time Monday night against uh, in in Super Bowl Fifty territory, where uh, the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty. Why do we keep getting bad? Primetime games. <laughs> Bron- I think not, Broncos. Fans you're not like excited that. for Ravens Dolphins tonight. Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm excited, excited to see for Lamar. All night football games. <laughs> I'm excited to see Lamar. I always like watching him. I, I just don't want to watch Miami in that. I game. expect nothing from the product in Thursday night football, which is why I always enjoy it. I expect Sunday night football and Monday night football to bring it. Sunday night's good. Okay. Raiders, well, yeah, Raiders, yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs, Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Two middling teams. Yeah, yeah, not great. Good for Broncos fans. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all Thursday Night Football games are great. In fact, Ravens, Dolphins, better than Rams, 49ers. Ravens, Dolphins. Better than Rams, 49ers. Wow. Wow. Hot take. All right. May uh, not be wrong, though. Next one from Mile High Till I Die. Right now, Teddy B is on pace for around 30 TDs and 4,000 yards this season. If he ends up with anything close to that, obviously he'll earn a big ch- paycheck here somewhere else. My question is, if we end up drafting quarterback in the first round, would it be worth it to give Teddy a short-term contract, even if it was expensive? Let's say two years, $30 million per year. Whew. Maybe we let our rookie take a redshirt year and learn the offense to be mentored under Teddy, and then maybe his second year start 
the transition to our drafted guy in a starting role. I feel like that's a reasonable scenario, but maybe too steep of a price. Side note, we should keep Bryce Callahan and give him an incentive-based contract. <laughs> the more he plays, the more he gets paid. He's so consistent on the field. It's just such a bummer he can't stay healthy. Really quick, guys. Mile high till I die. I think it's a fantastic question about Teddy, but one that, that deserves probably a full segment. And I think that's something we should absolutely talk about next week during the bye week because this is a, a huge thing. Because you're right, Mile High Till I Die. Teddy's playing fantastic. The best quarterback play we've seen since, since Peyton. Yeah, yeah. Since, since, since even since like 2014, yeah. Peyton. Mm -hmm. uh, so are you really just going to let him walk? I think it's a great question. How much do you pay him? What are you willing and, to do? And also, where if you bring in a young quarterback, where do you pick him? Because right. I think this is where, like, if you do pick a young quarterback – if you believe him enough, you need to pick him in the first round. And look, we saw George Payton and Rick uh, yeah, Spielman yeah, yeah. in 2014 with Minnesota mm -hmm. trade back into round one to pick Bridgewater. Because if that timeline is going to work, you need to have the fifth-year option. Frankly, the lack of the fifth-year option is one of the things working against Drew right now. Gosh, this is such an interesting draft. I feel like the game-changing players are really few and far between, and that includes the quarterbacks. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yet we're still going to be talking about four to maybe even seven guys not seven being drafted but seven in the conversation it's going to be interesting i mean george payton's already seeing four of them mm -hmm. and your question about bryce callahan i love where you're thinking but incentive-based contracts rarely happen well there are incentives mm -hmm. in contracts but it's yeah. like guys aren't getting paid per game right and, right. and, and the incentives are typically minimal compared to what the overall contract is the Broncos would love to do an incentive-based contract. That's exactly what you want to do with a guy like Bryce Callahan. Put Bryce Callahan on a on an hourly wage. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but my guess is if the Broncos were to offer him a contract where he's making most of his salary on incentives, some other team's going to guarantee him that money. The teams get desperate. I mean, you know. Especially for corners. And this, the Broncos have been guilty of this, but every team is guilty of this. When you have a hole and there's a guy out there, and he's good, yep. you can just cross your fingers and say, oh, well, we have a hole at corner. Let's bring in Bryce Callahan. Yep, 100%. Mm -hmm. Next one coming in from Nick Scott. He says, my wife and I will be flying into Denver on Friday for the game this Sunday. I'd love to meet all of you at some point at the bar this weekend. Do you know when and if you guys will be at the bar this weekend? Yes, Mace, that includes you. <laughs> and RK, did you say you're going to the game on Sunday as well? Can't wait to meet you guys. Been listening since the BSN days. Well, I feel like the best way to meet all of us is just come to the tailgate. Absolutely. Um, but you got to be there the whole time because, like, I pop in early. Zach pops in later. So, you know, we're kind of – we're RK is the only one who's pretty much there start to finish. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. No, you can't miss the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say if you're, yeah. if you're at the tailgate at a normal time, you'll, right. you'll get to see all three of us. And also, speaking of that, come and say hi if you see one of us there. Love to meet all of you guys. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out – when I'll be at the bar this weekend before mm -hmm. Sunday, and I do not know the answer to that. Probably, I mean, you, yeah. I, well, I was thinking Buffs game Saturday night, but there's also a Buffs basketball game midday. Mm -hmm. So the I, the hope is it's a quick game. Is you it home? get from no, it's away. Okay. So you get from the home or no the basketball yeah, game yeah, yeah, You get yeah. from the home basketball game to the DNVR bar by kickoff. Could be a stretch. I wouldn't be asking you if you were going to be in Denver for a home CU football game. Oh, Come yeah, on. I, I, just, I got confused <laughs> about what you were asking me. Um, so, I don't know. And then Friday night, Friday night at the bar is always a good time. Yep. So, maybe yeah. that's yep. 
Yep, can't wait to see you, Nick, no doubt. Melbourne Broncos says, hi, guys. I'm still feeling good Broncos vibes. Loving this week's uniforms. Who do you think, or what do you think the chances are for Sertan and Williams in defense and offensive rookie of the year awards? Big value available on some betting companies. Oh, 0% chance for Javante. Uh, not ja- enough usage, and it just always goes to a quarterback. Or it goes to a receiver. Like, Jamar Chase right now is who I would expect to get rookie of the year. Interesting. Because he's he's literally putting up the most productive rookie receiver season since Randy Moss. Did in Justin Jefferson win it last year? No, he did not. No. Justin Herbert did. Big, right? Yeah. So right. that's what I like. If, like, if any of these, like Mac Jones, I would say is probably the favorite right now. Mm, I'm just. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not saying he's get, better than yeah. Jamar Chase. I just said they He'd usually give it to benefit. a quarterback. I mean, yeah. as good as Jefferson was, I mean Chase. The, the chase is doing like you look at his per catch average you look at the big plays he's having an outlandish season for a rookie and certainly it helps that he came in with that timing with joe burrow but i think there are too many guys in front of javante williams now defensive side that's probably a little more realistic yep yeah for shot. sure absolutely i would say he's got to be right in the running who uh, who else do we have um uh, he was the second defensive player drafted um the guy ahead of him jc horn has been hurt horn has been hurt but Micah Parsons, it, especially being with Dallas yeah. uh, and the stats he's putting up have been really good. He'll be up there. And that may be something that hurts Pat is that he's been the Broncos' best cornerback this year. So teams no haven't been throwing to him. Okay. So he hasn't been talked about. So he hasn't been making highlight plays. So he hasn't been getting interceptions. Pat Sertan is currently tied for second right now with 10-1 to 1 odds. Wow. Who's he tied with? Uh, Aziz Ojulari and Jason Oway. Um, Rookie, the favorite Five to six odds on Micah Parsons. What are they going to put on the graphic as to why Pat Sertan won Rookie of the Year? Shut down corner. So that's what I mean. It, it shouldn't matter, but it matters. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, Jason Owe, you're saying, okay, uh, he has this many sacks. Micah right. Parsons, you're saying he has this many sacks, this many tackles, this yep. many that. Like, Pat Sertan, you're just like, uh, he was the best corner on the most <laughs> highest paid right. secondary in the NFL. What was his right. PFF grade? And are there any honors? Yeah, PFF has, grade has, can he, work. has he done enough? To get in the Pro Bowl conversation. I think so. I think he's done enough to be in the all-pro conversation. And that's the, if he's a, if he's a Pro Bowl corner as a rookie, then that alone might tip the scales in his favor. Man, I just, I just think he's going to get slighted this year for it. Shutdown corners rarely get honored in things other than PFF grades. Pro Bowls and all pros. Yeah, it's a really good point. But, man, he's deserving. Absolutely. I think it's a great question. Dan Burke says, hey, guys, so we all love Javante Williams and think he's special, but are y'all concerned about his playing style wearing him down the longer he plays? He was part of a shared backfield in college and his first year in the NFL, so should the Broncos consider investing in the running back position next year so he has an equally good running back besides him? Whether that's bringing in a decent free agent, drafting another back relatively high, or re-signing Melvin Gordon. I know a lot of people want him to be the lead back, but should the Broncos be playing the long game here? What do y'all think? I and, and this sucks from a player perspective. But if I'm a general manager, my plan is always draft a running back, run them and run them and run them and run them until they wear out, and then just draft another running back. Now you, you you don't even necessarily have to go as high as the second round, but if you get four years of really great value out of a running back, that might be worth it. Um, so the idea to me of trying to extend 
a running back's career by not using them as much is counterintuitive to what I would do. I would use the hell out of them and then just get a new one. And, and again, that's no one wants to hear that because everyone you know wants to buy a Javante Williams jersey, but, but also, that's what, how I would approach but it. But also, I think of it from a football perspective. You, you're basic, let's say whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or a young quarterback, the thing that helps the most is having a running game that teams are game planning for and focusing on. And that running game being able to get yards as the game goes on to have those two and three yard runs become seven and eight yard haymakers in the fourth quarter. A great way to do that is to have two guys and ensure that you're going to have fresh legs that can take advantage of a fatigue defense and allow you to close out game after game. Frankly, I like the idea. If you, if you can get the, 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 the cost figures right, I like the idea of, Say if Melvin Gordon's going to sign ten a ten year or a ten or a ten million two year contract with seven guaranteed, I would do that in a heartbeat and keep this duo together. They they work well together. Yeah. I'm not against keeping yeah. the duo together yeah. because yeah. essentially you're getting half of it for really cheap. Yeah, I, and, and that that that's the ideal. Uh, if if Melvin wants to go somewhere else, like I think we do, he'll probably want a bigger role somewhere else. Uh, get yourself a Tony Pollard if you can. Now it's easier said than done. But, I mean, that type of, of second running back where Zeke is still clearly the number one there. And maybe it's a 70-30 split. I think that's ideal because you do want the balance, but Javante's so good to only give him 50%. So I, I like where you're a coming thunder from. thunder and lightning there. situation. Right, right. I would love that. I'm trying to think if there's – and I haven't necessarily scouted running backs. I'm trying to think if there's any speed running backs that have popped off. The page to me this or year. Or do you just want football. like a productive veteran? I mean, that's. But Mike Boone, yeah. I, I've always thought he might yeah. be yep. the future number two. And that's kind of the way they've looked at him. And a guy that you're comfortable giving 25, 30% of the reps yep. to. I mean, I, I know this sounds crazy because he failed here. Devontae Booker has been a pretty solid back the, yes, since leaving Denver. Yeah. Yes. Both with yes. the Raiders and the Giants. I, and if they moved on from Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Book back. No, I would like a little more explosion out of whoever it is. But he, you are completely right. He has been a good running back. Boozy says, my boys, I'm making the drive down from Canada for the game this weekend. First time in Denver. I'm so pumped. I'll see y'all at the tailgate hoping for a dub. Let's go. Can't oh, wait. Let's go. That is awesome. I might be up to a nine. Getting excited for this game. Mm, me too. Knowing I'm, that I'm a seven at least. <laughs> knowing that somebody is driving from Canada. Right. I mean, yeah, that's not exactly, exactly around the corner. That's a that's a hike. Maybe there's like even a, if you're coming from Alberta, it's a hike. Maybe there's like a Canada, South Dakota. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Matt says, Good day, boys. Been a member for many years and first time commenting. Flying in from sun from Sunday's game from wow. Seattle and pumped to see it at the bar for the first time. I usually try to come for at least one game a year and was disappointed I couldn't make the trip last season. Just bought my tailgate and party bus tickets. Any advice on when to show up to the bar? Any other tips to what to do this weekend? Thanks for all you guys do and keep me informed on my favorite team. Looking forward to meeting you, DNVR fam. Show, show up at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, get yourself the seat right next to the booth where we're doing the tailgate yeah. and watch as Andre, the, the digital tailgate, the show, and watch as Andre uh, loses his mind over something benign. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> loses his mind. Yep. Um, yeah. And get here. Take the t e e even the well, you're flying in. So you definitely want to ride to the game. Take the bus. Yep. And uh, then we'll see you at the tailgate. It's also going to be a spectacular Saturday as well. So, I mean, if you're into anything outdoors before you come on down to the DMVR bar, 
It's a good day to take a hike, good day to visit a park as well. It's going to be like wow. 67 degrees and sunny. Mace yep. telling our fans to take a hike. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're about to take a hike. But last one coming in from Big Tony, he says, My boys, I was wondering who you guys have your eyes on as far as quarterbacks in next year's draft class. I've fallen in love with Kenny Pickett out of pit. He reminds me of a poor man's Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert hybrid. Man's anything. <laughs> also, hypothetically, let's say that for whatever reason we move on from Vic, fingers crossed, and we are able to hire Doug Peterson. Who do you think would be in as offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator? Jim Schwartz was his in Philly, but he runs a 4-3. Do we have the personnel to make such a switch from 3-4 to 4-3 right now? Yeah, I mean, like Malik Reed can go uh, be a 3-4 outside linebacker. You know, Bradley Chubb can be a down defensive end. You have Shelby Harris working inside. I, I don't like this. Raymond Jones. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean, it, basically 3-4 and 4-3, they have more – similarities now than in the past so most most yeah, teams are running both yeah it's all the time it's interchange i, I think they'd be that they could be fine what, wouldn't three. wouldn't vaughn be the reason you wouldn't go from a three like the biggest reason before trading yeah. him you wouldn't go from a three four to a four three because he's the one that really doesn't you're just not maximizing who he is yeah i guess i i had some great years as a four, you, as a four three base pack like sub package end he'd be He'd be three, four out or four, three outside line. He'd be outside linebacker in base, and then he'd go put his hand in the dirt when they went to sub, and it worked great. I mean, Vaughn was a great player those first four years. I just, yeah. uh, you've been in doing three, four for so long that I think it just behooves you to keep doing that. Anyways, conversation for another day. We do have two Super Chats we got to hit, so let's hit these yeah, real quick. Yeah, here Zachary sent a Super Chat, and then he responded, whoops, first time donating, forgot to send a message. Hey. But thank you for donating. Yeah. Thank you, Zachary. Great name, by the way. Yes, great name, and thank you so much for the Super Chat. Uh, and then last one here. Jake uh, here. What's the word on Jamar Johnson, guys? Just taking a, a, the path of a third round, or I'm sorry, a, a day three draft pick. Because right. Caden Stearns is balling out, it makes Jamar Johnson look bad, but it's it, he, he's not like having a bad year. This is kind of the route that we expected. We just didn't really expect to have so much production out of Caden Stearns. But so Jamar Johnson, no need to worry now. I mean, if you're, if you're kind of saying who's ahead right now, Stearns is ahead, and Stearns is kind of more on the path to a starting role, and maybe next year you're talking about Jamar Johnson being your number three safety. Mm -hmm. But he's still very much in their plans. He's doing he's doing fine from from all yeah. accounts. It is funny you've yeah. got you know uh, Jamar John or sorry you've got Caden Stearns and Jonathan Cooper out there making everyone else look bad. <laughs> yep, yeah, you seriously do. And it's a great thing to have. It is a great thing to yeah. have. All right, finally, before we get out of here, shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group, where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. We love them over there at Green Mountain Dental Group, so if you need any work done, make sure you go see them. Tell them we sent you, and uh, enjoy the great atmosphere they have over there. It's really a family, uh, and they love Denver sports just like you. So that's going to wrap it up for us this week on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Of course, we'll be back with you on Sunday doing a post-game show, uh, and we'll also have... Uh, the tailgate show leading into the actual tailgate uh, before the game on Sunday. So hopefully we'll see you guys this weekend.
taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com ah mmm the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 